Hello, and welcome back to Heart Points. I am your friend and dad, Zach, welcoming you to our last very special anti-hiatus episode. This week, we are finishing the adventures of the Stormwind's crew in Fall of Magic, Song of the Stormwind. Joining us again are our good friends Gavin, Tori, and Maya for the high-stakes conclusion of our story. We're playing the special scenario Song of the Stormwind from the zine supplement to Fall of Magic titled Songs of the Axe and Fiddle. Fall of Magic was designed by Ross Cowman and can be found at heartofthedeernicorn.com. We want to thank all of our listeners and patrons for your support over the course of this anti-hiatus. Words cannot describe how thankful we are that you have stuck with us and supported us in these tumultuous times. We've been able to do weekly anti-hiatus episodes because of the support of everyone who listens, shares our work, and donates. Thank you all. If you would like to support HeartPoints, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. Join us next Monday when Diana makes her triumphant return. We're going to do a shorter State of the Pod episode before we return to our bi-weekly schedule and more of the Blood Gold campaign. Now would be an excellent time to recommend us to your RPG-loving friends. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HeartPointsPod. Without further ado, let's, one last time, raise anchor. So I think what we'll, how we'll handle this is, I don't think we have to all take a scene at the Sea Wing now to move on to the next island. I think at any time, I think we'll keep going in turn order, but then if, if you don't want to have a scene, if you want to move, any, anyone can move to the next island. That said, it's my turn next, and I don't, we haven't resolved the fact that there's still no wind. So I think I'm going to go to the crow's nest. And I'm thinking about how this has shook out in like such an interestingly specific way. Um, Because my name is Zephyr and I'm being blamed for this lack of wind. And so I also feel like it's like, even though it's not, It's not Zephyr's fault that there is no wind, but I think it's Zephyr's responsibility to bring the wind back somehow. I think Zephyr has been, has like held out like two days and then on the third day, like went into the rowboat. And I think the crew probably like told their story about how they, about how Red um, like took the initiative and, through Zephyr overboard. And I think Zephyr is, Zephyr lies in the robot for a day and is just waiting there. And he's got like his, he's like curled up. He's got his, his tail like draped over his nose and he's just kind of lying there when all of a sudden his eyes pop open and his nose twitches and he goes, oh, oh, oh. And he like jumps up and like scrambles up the side of the boat. And I think he like jumps over the side and scares a bunch of sailors because they thought he was dead. They, they scream. And Zephyr goes, there's a storm. And they go, what? And some of the, and Scully goes, you're supposed to be dead. And 
Zephyr like runs and goes, no, no, there's a storm. I know there's a storm. And he runs up to like the mast and scrambles up until he gets to the, uh, the crow's nest. Uh, and he looks out over the horizon. And from there he can see like far off beyond the horizon, there's these dark storm clouds and they're like slowly rumbling in. And he goes down and goes, there's a storm. I can smell the storm. There's a storm coming. We're safe. We're going to be okay. And sure enough, over the next like two hours, this huge, actually, I think it like comes quick um, after Zephyr calls it. Um, and it seems almost to some of the crew members, like I think the story that get, that spreads across the um, spreads across the sea wing is that Zephyr summoned the storm. Or like some of even like some are even saying like the ghost of Zephyr has summoned this storm, and this massive storm comes in and, and pushes us out. I think like that's how the ship starts moving again. Is there consensus as to whether this is Zephyr, the ghost of Zephyr, or the, like Zephyr as a zombie, or or do different people have their own theories? I think everybody has their own theories. I think there's like all sorts of different rumors and stuff. Um, I think the prevailing like most people are like. Like, Grandmother Black knows that we just lied. Like, Grandmother Black just, like, knows that it was luck. Um, but, like, definitely some of the crew members are like, it's the ghost. It's the ghost of that rat. That ghost came back. I think that transitions us nicely to going to a new island, if that feels good for folks. Yeah. Let's Great. draw that. Still hard landing is what it says. Uh, so, um, since I'm bringing us here, would it be Pockets or the captain who... Uh, so you are controlling the captain, or you're like, um, yes, you're taking control of the captain as we land upon Stillheart Landing, and the prompt is, the laws of Judge Stillheart. Man, so many laws. Yeah. Have we broken a law, (laughs) do we think? Because... I'm thinking one direction we could take it is if we're, if we're in a, in an area now that is dangerous, like I want to, I want to continue what the, like laying the groundwork that Tori laid out where like things are starting to feel familiar or for that moment, um, things felt familiar, which makes me think that we are now in, in territory that is closer to the mystery than further. And I imagine if scary stuff is happening in that area, a stronghold in that area would be very protective of its citizens and have a lot of rules to uh, try to preserve itself amidst forces that they don't understand. So I'm thinking storm passes through, which I think, uh, frankly, Pockets was very confused about because storm equals bad, like by most standards, but storm carries us through we end up seeing still heart landing not knowing what it is maybe the crew tries to disembark by this point we've established that we're out of food or we're running very low on food we probably need to resupply i imagine there's a bunch of other ship related stuff that needs to happen when you've been out to sea for a long time um so i think maybe we we all try to disembark but there is a law like captain um dante is the first person to step off the shift uh, she's greeted is probably too kind of a word for what happens when when she touches down. Uh, but I, I want to say like a bunch of let's say like soldier looking folks appear and tell her that due to the laws 
of Judge Stillhart, who she assumes is the, the leader of this land or a highly powered person, um, we, cannot, we cannot enter. And that's where we leave our crew. So these soldiers are, are telling Dante that we can't, we can't come up on, onto the island? Yeah, I think that they are just, um, they, they, might, they might make some comments about how we can't trust what you've brought with you. We don't know where you came from. Maybe instead of the harsh no, they're like, you have to see this person. You have to go see, I'll say you have to go see Judge Stillhart and like make yourselves known before we can let you um, like replenish supplies and stuff. Who all go? Does everyone have to go? Um, I think we can choose representatives, maybe. You send, send like two delegates from the ship to go plead the case. Or it could be all of us. I mean, collectively we can decide. But I can't imagine that like the whole ship would go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by the idea of delegates. Who would make the best like representative? Like probably one of the captains? So I think it depends on if we want to see Judge Stillhart or not. Because I do kind of like the idea of like them demanding that uh, Captain Dante and Captain Black like go to Judge Stillhart mm. and are like held as like collateral, w- giving us like the ability to move about the island. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I dig that. Cool. Uh, so then if that's... Uh, I think if that's where we're going, then it's probably Gavin's turn next, unless, Maya, there's anything else that you wanted to do with our landing. No, I think that's good. Okay. I'm trying to think what would make the most sense. Um, These are some uh, pretty dark prompts, I think. Yeah. I think Red's going to be going to the Pale Gardens. And the prompt for that is what brings you shame. And I think what brings red like the most shame is that he's in his own head so much that and now he feels not as worthless on the ship after talking with olive but he feels like he's not utilizing himself as he's not as useful he doesn't see himself as useful as as useful as other crew members i think and yeah, I, I just, I think he's just sitting, sitting in the middle of the, the Pale Gardens and just thinking about stuff. Like he, he, because of him, I think, I don't know how he pins it on himself. Maybe that he wasn't there defending Zephyr, but he, he feels a lot of guilt that he didn't step up because he, they're both from Badwater and I feel like he, he has a lot of guilt for not stepping up, protecting Zephyr, that he's taking, he took a lot of their rations, even though he spread it out. Like if he weren't on the ship, they wouldn't have had to even feed him in the first place. Uh, He could have just been cutting hair this entire time. And he decided to go on this grand adventure to have a story to tell his patrons. And it's just been awful for him. So he's just sitting and sulking in his own shame. I love him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Red. Uh, I think it is Olive's scene. Yep. Um, so I am going to the ghost market where the prompt is a familiar face. Okay, so 
what I think we've heard about the ghost market from, um, you know, people who were at the port when we landed was that if you come through Stillheart, you come through the ghost market. Like people don't, if, if you're trying to find someone or something, at some point it has gone through the ghost market. So I think that's why Olive is there, especially since she still can't shake this deja vu feeling from a few days ago with the albatross. I'm wondering if anyone would have gone with her. And I'm also wondering if someone would be willing to play a familiar face. Red would definitely not go to the ghost market, but I'm, I'm willing to be someone if you want. That'd be great. I think that pockets, I mean, I was eyeing for pockets, the ghost market. So I think she, she would um, definitely go with you if you wanted a buddy. So then I think what we see is pockets and olive, like tentatively, going through this market, which I think stands in very stark contrast to the marketplace of magic, which we saw earlier. So whereas the marketplace of magic was like very bustling, um, very lively, lots of haggling going on all the time. I think the ghost market is very different in atmosphere. I think it, like the whole island is very still. I think people really keep to themselves. They're there to do their business and move on. Um, and it's not packed in the same way the marketplace of magic was. So even though the ghost market is heavily trafficked, it doesn't have, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like there's at least 12 feet between every single person. So I think they're not looking for anything in particular. Like Olive's not looking to buy anything. I think she's just seeing if anything else feels familiar about the market. So Gavin, I am giving you a choice. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if you could play a crew member from the Stormwing, but you can play them however you want. So, like, they could be, it's, I mean, it's called the Ghost Market. You could play them straight. You could play them um, as if they've also lost their memory. Like, you can play them however you want. But I think that Olive sees them across the market and recognizes them. Okay. So I think she... She's sta- like she's she's walking through it. She sees you. She stops. I think has to like catch her breath mm-hmm. because even though she couldn't remember when she last saw you, she's been sailing with you for you know two three years. Okay. So I think she makes her way to you pretty slowly. Like I don't think she runs. And I think she halfway there she turns back to pocket and she goes, "That's my that's my that they were on the the storming with me." Holy are, shit! Are you sure? Yes. Yes, holy shit. And I turn back around and I come to meet you. Yeah, I think I'm very confused as to why you're approaching me. Because I don't, I don't think I remember who you are at all. Damn. Okay, so I think I come up to you and I go, oh my god, I, I can't believe Excuse? this. Holy shit. What? Um, we did it. Oh my god, Pockets, we did it. Is, he, he looks a little confused. Are you okay? You're, what? No, are you okay? We, I haven't I, seen you in, in months. I have never seen you. What? Are you... I'm very accustomed to the people around here. I've never seen you before. That's not funny. Are, I, I'm very serious. Do you need... Lorenzo, a, this is not funny. This is not funny at all. I, how 
did you know my name? You don't know who I am? I'm sorry. But no. I've... Should I? Have we've met before? Yes, yes, Lorenzo, we've met. We... Do you remember the Stormwing? Do you remember, like, Captain Dante? I've been on this island as long as I can remember. How long can you remember? How long is that? Yes. I don't... My entire life, as far as I know. So you think I, you were born here? Yes. My, uh, uh, Lorenzo, I think points like a little, like a couple blocks. My house is there with my wife and kids. I've, what? Oh my God. Do you have me confused with someone? No, Lorenzo. No. Unless, I mean, okay. So uh, I think she turns to pockets. Mm, and I, yeah, I think Pockets has been watching this, like, and she, she, you had her with the name, like, the fact that you knew his name, and now you're progressively sort of losing her again, because this, this man has, like, it, it seems like he's never seen you before, so I think she, like, yeah. she puts an arm around your shoulder, and she's just like, excuse, excuse me just for one second to um, Lorenzo, and she's like, Olive, are you sure that you know this man? I think that she, Olive is, is like, her eyes are wide. Yeah. Because... She is very sure that mm-hmm. this is the same person that she's been sailing with for two, three years. And I think the, like, the crew of the Storm Wing was a bit smaller than that of the Sea Wing. Um, mm-hmm. So she got to know people pretty well. So it, I don't think it's, it's entered her mind as a real possibility that, that she could be wrong. I think that she is, like, again, her eyes are wide. I think she's staring at pockets. I think she says, okay. Pockets, I think that we only, there are only a few options here. Hmm. One, this is Lorenzo, and his mind was wiped and implanted with false memories. Option two, someone stole his face. Okay. So, and option three, alternate, yep. alternate dimension. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, option, well, option four, uh-huh. uh, something else okay. that I haven't thought of. I, um, let me share with you, with you my theory. I liked where you were going with the first one. I think, um, memory wipe is something, here's, here's what we know. Let's, let's backtrack for a second. And like, I think she's sort of like, you're so smart. I'm so encouraging you (laughs) to like, um, breathe like deep breaths, right? Like (gasps) calm down. Let's, let's think about this. You know, his name. Yes. Statistically, the likelihood of you being able to guess the name of a stranger in a marketplace in a foreign land is very slim. Cause I know him. Yeah. Yeah, so, so something is up, right? We know yeah. something is up. Yeah. So you are not going mad. Thank you. One. I know right? this. Thank you. Yes. Two. Memory wipe is something you have also experienced. Yes. So my question would be, the life that you are currently living, your, your life, like my cons- does that make sense? Like if, if, if you and Lorenzo were on the same boat and then, and now he thinks for whatever reason, maybe he can't remember back past a certain point that he's like, his life is his own. Do you feel like your life is the life that you've always had? Like you remember the before and after, but he doesn't. Hang on. Wait, what? (laughs) What's your question? You know, the more I talk about it, the more I'm concerned that that would be opening us up to something that maybe we don't want to interrogate right now. But like what? Like what? Pockets? Um, uh, well, you know, I just think logically, if you both came from the same boat, your experiences post-boat might be similar in some ways. So he has a life that uh, you're saying is not the life he was living before. So if you not underwent the same... He, no, yeah. 
if you underwent the same sort of amnesia, what were you doing before? Do you remember what your life was? What do you think your life has been? Like you, you're sure sailing. that your life has I've been, been sailing, pockets. I've been sailing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to cover all of our bases here before we I target. Don't, I don't think I have a wife and kids somewhere. Okay, good. Good. I just want to make sure. How far are we away from Lorenzo right now? <laughs> Lorenzo's still I like, imagine he's right like there. two feet away. He's just like, <laughs> I was wondering if Lorenzo just like starts walking away. <laughs> I think if he did, we would be like, hey, no. No. Stay. Stay. <laughs> just like a couple more minutes. Cause like, okay, so so Olive, I believe you. Thank you. I think that I think that we need to be sensitive to this person though. So Let's just ask him a little bit more about like his life here. Maybe, maybe yeah. some folks who are close to him can yeah. give us more detail on like when he showed up. If he, cause if what you're saying is okay. true, there's a point, there's a timeline where he got showed up here at some point and started meeting people. So let's yeah. see how far this like amnesia extends. Okay. I think I turn back to him. Yeah. And I say, Hey, Hey Lorenzo in a very casual voice. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Oh, you? <laughs> how, you said you have kids. Can I ask how old they are? The oldest is three, and I have a, a one-year-old. Can we meet them? <laughs> you approached me. You know my name. We're on an island, and I've never seen you before. And you want you, okay, Lorenzo, to meet my thing. children. Okay, pockets, pockets, pockets. Your pockets. Sorry, Olive. Oh my god, I just love my name. <laughs> Olive. What is something that you know about Lorenzo that you don't think would have changed if his memory were gone that will prove mm-hmm. to him that, that we know him? Hey, Lorenzo, we think your memory's been tampered with, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. Maybe you overheard. Yep. I, I've caught up. Right. <laughs> um, okay, Lorenzo, if we've never met, how come I know that you regularly cheat at Gin Rummy. I do not. You, that's exactly what you would say. You see? I don't know what And your, what's your, trick, your trick is always the same. You slide them up, up your sleeve. You slide extra cards up your sleeve. And you think we don't know, but we know. And we let you win. That, a quick, que- a quick question out of character, real quick. Sure, 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 sure. Magic is very much real. It's not just superstition, right? Yeah. Okay. Just I, think one, I, that, I would say so. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to double check. Yeah, yeah. Back in character. I, I don't know how you know that. I don't know. Is this a trick? Like, is, is this some sort of, like, spell that you, know, that you can, like, pick, pick me apart or something? I think I turn to pockets and I say, are, are you, do, you, do you believe me? You I believed you already. Okay, I believed wait. you before. We are on hey. the same page. Lorenzo, you and I are sailors on a ship called the Stormwing. And a few months ago, a month and a half ago, we were on it, and then all of a sudden we weren't. I'm a fisherman. I go, I'm, I go out to sea, but I've never heard of the Stormwind before. Stormwing, I'm sorry. Uh, would you be willing to come meet our captain? I think Lorenzo's really freaked out right now. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't know how... Hmm... I wonder if the scene ends there because that also might. So when we have our call is what comes aboard and what's left ashore Mm. might like, 
we might be able to answer that scene later. Okay, I dig that. Okay. I like leaving leaving it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Thank you, Gavin. That was great. Oh my god. Yeah. And that was fun. That was a fun scene. I think that uh, Zephyr is also going to go to the Pale Gardens, and Red. Uh, if you want to still be there, you can. It doesn't have to be at the same time as Red was there. I uh, yeah. I if it, if it's okay, I think Red would really want to talk to Zephyr. Cool. I, I like that because I like the two of them being from Badwater and like being on the sea for the first time and like. Olive knows the sea and even pockets knows the sea, like theoretically, but Zephyr and red are just kind of here from rinky dink. Badwater have like gone on this weird, have gotten roped into this adventure for money and adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think Zephyr comes in to the pale gardens and uh, I think like has just been kind of wandering around still heart and comes into the pale gardens. And I think it's like, it's all these plants, uh, trees and flowers that like the trees have like this pale white wood and like white leaves. It's very quiet here. It's very still. Um, and I think even like Zephyr's kind of like disconcerted, like his nose is like constantly twitching. He's constantly like kind of like on alert because there's no sound. There's no like anything. And the Pale Gardens, like, much of Still Heart Landing is, like, very empty. And when he sees Red... Does Red have red hair? I kind of just assumed Red had bright red hair. I don't know if we yeah. actually established that. No, he's he's got really long red hair that's, like, tied up, like, in a ponytail, but it still, like, falls down. He's got a big braided beard. I think uh, Zephyr sees, like, that, that bright, fiery red in the middle of this pale, snowy white. He goes, oh, God, Red. And he kind of, like, scurries over to Red. Oh, friendly face. Oh, this place is really, um, scratches his ear. This place is really kind of giving me the creeps. Yeah, it's, it's eerie, that's for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't like this whole island. It's weird, right? I don't like this island at all. The Pale Gardens, the Pale Gardens, they're oddly peaceful. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, it's kind of weird. I feel like, um... I feel like it's just me and my thoughts in here and uh well i'm here too yeah yeah it's, it's weird they took the captains right it, it is strange it, have you heard from anyone from the crew is no 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 Every, everybody's just kind of going their own way i don't know this whole hey, island's weird about the ship when when uh things started to go a little bit south for you uh, I didn't stand up for you, and I'm sorry. Where I should have. Red, no, nah, Red. Listen, you, uh, you put your neck on the line for me. Afterwards, uh, you you yeah. took responsibility. You you. If they'd found out you lied before the storm came, you know you could have been in a lot of trouble. So, listen, it's Red. You don't know me. We're we're just kind of on this together right red puts his hand on uh zephyr's shoulder and he and he just says you know i'm glad you're here yeah i'm kind of wondering if i should be here (laughs) me too how's well hey you you said you're feeling uncomfortable because all the silence right yeah 
Hey, why don't you uh, tell me about your family a little bit? Well, uh, so the, the rodents in Badwater, uh, we've, we've been a community in Badwater since Estalia was formed. You know, we, we, we've always been there. And uh, my family's been there forever. And I got a, a big, big family, mama and dad, who uh, always took care of me and all my sisters. And, uh, you know, we're I, used to living in cramped spaces. And, but, uh, you know, the rat folk, you know, we, we've been in Estalia for so long. And it just seems like there's so much more out there. Uh, but uh, can't, I got a big family. My parents can't. My mom and dad can't leave. So I just thought that if I could raise up enough money, then, uh, you know, I could get them out of, at least out of Badwater, maybe up by Starfall or the Gilded District even, you know, if I could make that much money. But uh, I kind of just feel like I left them. Hey, but you did it. You did it for a noble cause, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I tell myself. But what 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 if it's just an excuse to leave? You know, what, what if I'm just making up excuses so that I can get out of town? Then you're in good company. Yeah. Uh, once, we get, once we get back, we'll got high hopes for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back and uh, you'll have enough money to buy a shop and I'll be able to move my parents out and everything will be all right. Everything will be, everything will be okay, right, Fred? Yeah, everything is going to be okay. Free haircuts for you when we get back too. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. I, I think Red like kind of nudges him. It's like, um, I think, I think like Zephyr stands up and he's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm get, I'm going to get out of these gardens. I'm, I'm I think I'm going to wait on the ship. Okay. I'm going to stay here for a little while longer. Okay. All right. Well, don't, uh, don't, don't stay too long. <laughs> I think he like Zephyr kind of like sulks off a little bit and, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think we end with, like, seeing Red, like, just, like, Red's back. Is he, like, sitting on a bench? Uh, I think he found, like, a rock or something, and he's just, like, kind of squatting on it. Yeah. I think we see him sitting, like, looking out onto the rest of the Pale Gardens. I think that brings it to me. Okay, so I want to know how you guys feel about this. I think that the names of these places are kind of eerie. Like you said, dark pale gardens is all about shame. Necropolis has some kind of like dead energy. It seems like a harsh, cold sort of like, I want to say potentially sinister place. And I also think, and let me know if this jostles any story ideas, but I think that um, pockets has been ever since she and Olive had that experience with Lorenzo. Um, she's been like kind of freaked out. You know, this is not something obviously like she, she's had like maybe theories and suspicions going on, but like memory loss like this is, is really sort of disturbing. And, and it makes her think about her own sort of sanity. I think it's sort of like making her question what she knows to be true. Cause that's sort of what she falls back on. And, and as she's sort of running through this, she realizes that she's feeling like a little bit forgetful, like not, not, um, you know, she knows who she is and what her quest is and, and all that stuff. But she, she sort of feels, she just feels like things are slipping. Like she, she'll think of something and then it'll just kind of slip away. And it's almost, um, it's not, it's not like a, 
she's not afraid of it. It just kind of like it vanishes. It, it disappears. And um, she'll like lose track of maybe what direction she, she's going. And um, that, that worries her. So I think she goes to the Marble City because that seems to be where the action's happening. I want to say maybe that's where the captains were, were taken. And maybe she wants to hear what, the, what that conversation is like. Like what, the, what is the verdict? So she arrives at, um, there's like this, this image for this prompt of like, it's a, it's a mountainous sort of region with like, um, a like domed building at the very top of the mountain. And like, I want to say maybe that's like the center of Marble City. Um, so she makes her way up towards the center of Marble City where she believes that's where the captains went to um, negotiate with the judge. And maybe there's like a, a gallery where like as arguments are being heard, you can like kind of sit to the side and, and, and listen in. So she sort of sneaks in through the back and, and is listening in. And here's where I don't want to like make huge story decisions, but I, I do wonder if maybe there is something dark happening in Still Heart Landing. Like perhaps the, the leadership there controls some kind of, has some kind of, ability that has resulted in the ship losing the crew losing its memory and um a bunch of like unexplained circumstances around that like perhaps there is an ulterior motive that i would say like these are theories that um pockets has as she is like listening in you know i think the judge is sitting and like sort of like very regal looking up on the big stand and the captains have maybe just finished explaining what their situation is who they are or what they are searching for. I don't know how transparent they're being. Maybe it's more like, you know, we, we're just like, we're, we're on a quest. We are seeking shelter and we want to replenish our supplies. But um, I don't think the judge is having it. I think the judge is like trying to convince them that maybe that's not what they want. Like maybe they want something else instead. Maybe they want to stay here for a bit or maybe they, uh, I don't know. I'm like totally spitballing here. But I, I want to say like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want this to be like just me deciding this because this feels like a, a plot thing. But there's something yeah. sinister about like the the leadership, right? And maybe we roll, like I'll roll to see what happens because the the prompt for Marble City is a broken law, and then um, there's some options. So five. Mm -hmm. Oh, your heart's Ooh, desire. Interesting. Okay. Well, right now, Pocket's heart's desire is to know what's going on, like to understand why the people <laughs> on this, or at least one person to her knowledge, um, has experienced like an incredible bout of amnesia and can't explain, she can't explain the discrepancy between Lorenzo's story and Olive's story. She's also very concerned about her own sort of like mental state and feeling like she can't remember things. She sees how um, like eerie this area is and just like is, is very confused and really wants to understand what is the force at play here that is causing the memory loss because i think if, if we learn that maybe we can figure out what happened to the ship but i'm not quite sure what we want the answer to that to be i, I love all of this and i kind of i have some ideas for some imagery i want to throw out and i'm okay. not sure like i think i think we should all collaborate on like figuring out this out but i love i love this direction you're taking this and feel like this is still you have full like control and like veto power and yeah. yeah, I'm going to relinquish a little bit of that. <laughs> so okay. go ahead. So Pocket 
let me like just to recap for myself pockets went up mm-hmm. into the marble city and is mm-hmm. like spying on this this session between judge stillhart and captain dante and captain black yeah uh did you like describe judge stillhart at all nope still still vague i i think that they're in like an open air like courtyard Mm-hmm. And like I think I think you said like Judge Stillhart is like seated above them, right? And yeah. like is trying to convince them to stay. I think or something something like that. Something that would be at odds with what you would assume this would be about. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh I think Judge Stillhart is has like this this black judge's robe. And I think that in the like so they're in this open air courtyard. And mm-hmm. all along the tops of the courtyard are these massive, huge albatross. Nice. Are seated looking down into the courtyard. Yeah, I love um, that. And uh, I think Judge Stillhart is, is see, see, they're like trying to convince them to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think like as they're talking, you see uh, like an albatross fly in and like land beside Judge Stillhart and like place a like this glowing blue uh, orb in Judge Stillhart's hand and they put it in their robes like and then the bird flies off mm. and they're just like and Judge Stillhart is like no I don't think you should stay I think you should I, I don't think you should leave just yet um, I think you should stay I think you should remain with us I, I promise I can provide for you but your ship is in dire need of, of serious repair. And like the judge is like trying to convince them to stay. Can I pitch also that the judge, and this is maybe a little bit uh, night alien-y, but like you look at him and then you look away and you forget what he looks like. Ooh, I love that. I'm wondering if, can I play one of the captains for a second? Yeah. I think Captain Dante, I think Captain Dante is, I wonder if Captain Dante is being more swayed than Captain Black. To the point where I wonder if she's like, I think what she, I, I wonder if she has like a, like starting to get a distant look in her eye. And I think like to the point where she might be forgetting why they're here in the first place. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I really, I don't know how it would come up, but I really want Judge Stillhart to say something like, I think they let it slip. They're like, I lost you once before, Captain Dante. I can't mm. leave. I can't lose you again. I think you should stay. I think you should find a, a nice place to relax on still heart landing. And I think Captain Dante's like, a place to relax does sound nice. It, mm-hmm. it does. You know, I've been sailing for so long. I mean, short rest, right? Short rest. Won't hurt. Um, yes. The, this is my ruling. My ruling is that the, the sea wing will stay and the two of you will, will relax and your crews may relax and enjoy the hospitality as long as you obey my laws. Uh, and at this point, I'm kind of wondering what Pockets does, like overhearing yeah. this. Yeah, I think that she, so I think that covers the the heart's desire to where now I think she gets it. Like she doesn't know it, but she understands like, okay, this sinister group of people are basically, it's like a lore. It's like, um, like a siren sort of scenario almost, right? So, but for whatever reason, she's not as affected as, um, like, like Captain Dante. And so I think that she would like leave. She's seen enough and she knows that like, she's not going to like make some, do some kind of like grandstanding situation at this uh, open air court. So I think she just like, she sprints back to, well, 
this could potentially bring us back to the ship if we wanted, right? Like, if, especially because I think we're already sort of gathering there, if that feels good. Yeah. And tech, so technically this would be Gavin's turn, but I'm wondering if, if anyone has a good idea of what they want to do for the call um, or Gavin, if, if you have an idea or if we want to, uh, Tori, did you get to do a, did you get to do a new location scene? I did. I did. We did the ghost market. No, but like a new, did you get to move from one location to another location? Like, did, did, have you got to move the captain yet? Nope. Okay. Then I think we should let Tori move us to the, to the ship and do the chorus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Would be my vote. So then I think what we see is the captain, the captains have returned, both of them. And I think Captain Dante is trying to explain to the both crews why staying is not such a bad idea. So I think Captain Dante is mostly speaking probably more, like I feel like each captain is probably talking to their own. I don't know how Captain Black is handling this situation, but I think Captain Dante is talking to the four of us. And I think she's saying, um, this place doesn't seem so bad. And the judge made some really compelling points. We, we still haven't finished, you know, restocking, refueling. And I don't know about you guys. I mean, we've, we've been at this for much longer than I had hoped to be. And I think we can just, uh, just a break, you know, just a few days. So that's what we're going to do. It's hard for me to read your faces. I am the captain though. And I am telling you this, that this is what's happening. Corey, does the captain remember why they're on their journey? It hasn't come up yet in this presentation. <laughs> uh, okay, then I think pockets or I don't know, Olive who's closer to the captain or like someone would have to be like, but what about the mission? Right, I also have to play myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Olive is like, I think, okay, I think Olive says, I don't disagree, I don't disagree. We, we sure, we need some more food. I, I don't, captain, I don't know if that's enough reason to wait. We've been at this a long time. And um, I mean, I saw Lorenzo here. Like I saw, I saw Lorenzo here. And then I think the captain responds and says, well, I mean, isn't that another reason to stay? Don't, don't you want to find out more about Lorenzo? That's what you said his name was? And Olive goes, yes! Yes, that's what his fucking name is! His name is Lorenzo! Uh, and Tori, you also get the call. So you're prompt for, you're prompt for the scene as the call. So I don't know if you want to work, move towards one in particular, if you want to choose one and move towards it, or if, you're, or if you just want to role play until you've feel like you want to pick one because i feel like we're moving towards one in particular so i mean so so the prompts the prompt i think that that feels the most coherent is what's left ashore um and because i think the captain wants her crew to disembark the boat Mm. and stay on this island ostensibly for a few extra days and i don't really think she's giving them much of a choice like, I think, I think her stance, like, she's, even though she's not, like, threatening anyone, like, this is very much a captain's order. Like, like the captain decides what we're going to do, and her decision is that we need rest. So, what's left ashore? All five of us. Does anyone feel especially called to do the response? Well, I'm wondering if there's a way to tie in um, your necklace. Like, you've got this thing that's supposed to protect you from whatever forces, like malevolent forces are at play. Is that potentially something we should leverage here? Because I think that for all of these responses, 
and I don't want to like, I don't want to make decisions for, for you or your character, but like, I don't know. How does that, how would that feel something to do with like the, the necklace? I do like, so I like the, I, Olive hasn't been affected by this forgetfulness. And I wonder if the albatross necklace is part of that. Like it's shielding her from like these, these albatross judge Stillhart's albatross. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if her reasoning is like strong enough. Mm. Can someone else play the captain? I just, I don't want to have a scene with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just, but like, just, um, so I know where you were going with the captain's character. It's, it's that she is forgetting. She sort of lost the sense of, the sense of purpose. Like it's been, it's been dulled to the point where perhaps like there's just no motivation anymore. And, and like the fear is that the longer we stay on the Island, the less that she will remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I think, so I think Olive is, is not having this. Mm-hmm. And I think she, oh, I wonder, is Lorenzo on board? Oh yeah. We didn't resolve, we didn't resolve that. that either. <laughs> I think if it's, I, I think it depends on which call you're choosing. That's true. Cause if Lorenzo comes on board, mm. all of this could still happen, but we would still be on the boat. So like you could have captain Dante sort of commanding everybody to disembark. Yeah, I think that is what ha- what's happening. I think we're all we're all on the boat. Okay. And I think the captain is trying to tell us that she wants us off the boat. And I think probably I I think I convinced Lorenzo to come. Maybe by bribing him, offering him money or something. But I, I think, think I was pretty desperate. I think the trying to figure out who like from Lorenzo's point who Olive is ha- mm-hmm. and how she knew so much about Lorenzo. Like, I think that was also a huge part of why he came on board. Mm-hmm. It's like pure curiosity. Okay. So then I think, I think Olive keeps pointing to Lorenzo and like gesturing at him. And she's <laughs> saying, we found him and he's lost his fucking mind. So we cannot stay on this island. We can come back, but we need, we need to leave. We need to leave. Olive, are are you okay? Because this this is um this is just a person. I I'm I'm not sure what this is supposed to prove. It has proven to me that you have lost your fucking mind. Because this is Lorenzo, who we've sailed with for three years. I think she turns to the other three in the squad, and I think she, uh, Olive is like, okay, this is this has gone bat shit. This has gone bat shit. We need to go. We need to go right now. We can't stay here any longer. This is. I don't want to turn into that. And she points at both of them. So I think, I think you should choose somebody to respond. Does anyone feel called to do the response? I think you need to choose somebody. (laughs) Does anyone feel called to do the responses is very good also. Yeah, that's true. I also wouldn't know. Like the only reason I'm making you do it is because you so clearly don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Um, Okay. I think, who is the person that Olive would turn to as like a, you see this is whack, right? Like you see that we need to go, right? And I think, I think the person she would turn to, I think she knows she has pockets on her side. I think she'd turn to red. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, So I roll now, right? Yeah. And I think she says, red, red, you know, come on, we got to go. We'll take Lorenzo. We'll take the captain and we'll go. Okay. 
So I got a three. So what is remembered? So red, I think, is he's on the side of um, Olive. Um, and I think what's remembered is even like just the mission. Could, could that be it? Like why they set sail? Can Red remember that he was part of the crew? Oh, <gasps> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can remember yeah, that. Yeah, he can remember yeah. that. Um, so I think Olive making this huge case and Red, like he looks at Lorenzo and then he looks at Captain Dante and he remembers that he he was part of um, the Stormwing and he goes, he points at Lorenzo, he's like, I know you. And he's like he's like looking around like in shock like he's got like goosebumps his hair's like sticking up and he's like this olive we we were on the storm wing together we we were shipmates i what's going on okay so i feel like we could cut it there we could keep going i i don't know what to do (laughs) what else to do if i if i could make a suggestion a i love that this is amazing this is blowing my mind Very, very very good I think we, I think we need to ship off, and I think the thing that is going to spur that is from the top of this mountain of uh, of Stillheart Landing, like the hill that Stillheart Landing in the Marble City is on. We see this great cloud of albatross, kind of like rising into the sky. Tori was Captain Dante on the boat trying to convince us to get off or was she on shore trying to convince us to get off? She was on the boat. She was on the boat. We were all on the boat. I think one of you two, either Red or Olive, need to like, I think, I think we need to mutiny. (laughs) I think Zephyr, I think, actually I think Zephyr says that. I think Zephyr turns to you two and goes, mutiny, 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 mutiny. Yeah, I think. I think, I think Olive turns to Red and is like, so I, I'm glad you remember. I still don't remember, and that's freaking me the fuck out. But we're gonna mutiny, I guess. Nothing's making sense right now. We need to raise anchor, and we need to get out. Yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think Chef uh, Zephyr like scurries away and like starts like dropping sail and like getting stuff together, and is just like the few. I feel like. I think like a lot of the crew is now in this weird kind of fugue state Mm. and the three of us are the only ones that are like starting to wake up and maybe even Lorenzo's starting to wake up weirdly. And, and we start, we start shipping out. I think, I think it takes all of a second, but I think she snaps back into action and, and starts. Yeah. Like Zephyr running around the people standing still and just trying to get the fuck out. Pockets can distract the captain. There's concern about that. I think she can sort of take her aside and be like, hey, um, you know, you're totally right. This would be a great place to stay. Let me just run you through some like scenarios, right? And gently guides her away from the mutiny. A very subtle mutiny. Very, very subtle. (laughs) I mean, after Zephyr shouting, mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. Mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. (laughs) And I think like, I think last thing we see is like the sea wing shipping off from Stillheart Landing as, like, this cloud of albatross kind of, like, emerge from it with, like, the setting sun.
Gavin, that was amazing. That was so good. Oh my God. <laughs> we could like see the light, the light yeah. bulb moment. It yeah. had not occurred to me at all. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked that. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like going to be overstepping or anything. But no, I, I, I was loved it. Oh yeah. my God. One of the things that I really like about Fall of Magic, and I think one of the things that you have to do for a good game of Fall of Magic is feel feel the space to make narrative calls on your turn and be like, this is, this is it. Like, there's definitely a lot of collaboration needs to happen, but I think part of, for me, part of the joy of Fall of Magic is like handing over complete narrative control and then slowly figuring out like everybody just like you, everybody's just adding bricks to this mm. to this wall um, that creates this like grand tapestry, which is a mixed metaphor. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a really heavy tapestry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really weighed down. Thank you all so much for joining me for uh, Fall of Magic: Songs of the Stormwind. Thanks for the invitation. It yeah, was oh great. my god, I really really enjoyed this. Yeah, this was so much fun. Once again, this was Fall of Magic by Ross Kalman from uh, Heart of the Deernicorn Games, and we were playing Song of the Stormwing from the Songs from the Axe and Fiddle supplement, which uh, has a lot of, or it has five really cool, four, I can count, four really cool sort of mini games to play Fall of Magic on, and we had a lot of fun with, or I had a lot of fun, I hope y'all did too. Definitely. For sure. Uh, thank you all again so much for joining me for this. Uh, I really appreciate it, and y'all are wonderful role players. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, th- so, so this is great. So so are you. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. That goes without saying. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> Once again, I just want to give uh, all of you a chance to kind of reintroduce yourself, say your names, and uh, if there's anything you want to plug, anything that you want to share, if not, that's fine too, but uh, just uh, reintroduce yourself so we can thank you for joining us. I'm Gavin. I am Zach's brother. Uh, Together with our other brother, we do a podcast called Chasing Chocobos, where we play uh, all of the Final Fantasy games, Uh, and then we, we talk about it, kind of. It's mostly just tangents and bullshittery but uh, it's it's a fun time so uh, if you like Final Fantasy if you like Brothers uh, give Chasing Chocobos a look thank you Gavin and thank you again for joining us and for playing the Magnificent Red uh, yeah I've been Tori thank you again for having me I want to give major kudos to Zach because he's the reason that I have experience with tabletop role playing anyway um, he got together a troop of people at our work <laughs> to play after hours. And that was uh, maybe a year or two ago. And um, he's been really great at uh, inviting me into um, spaces to, that I didn't have access to before and didn't know how to access. Um, so this is the most recent in um, some really fun games that I've been lucky enough to play with him. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. Um, so I, and I'm not on any podcasts. I'm not, I'm not that cool. So the thing that I will plug instead is self-care in these times. Um, just make sure that you're not uh, being too hard on yourself. Do, do some fun things just for yourself, like playing a good role-playing game with some friends. That is very good 
advice and very much appreciated. And thank you for once again playing a badass take charge pirate with me. I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good type, to be fair. Hi, I've been Maya. Thank you very much for having me. This is my first official podcast roleplay tabletop game experience, and Yay. it's been delightful. It's not my first time playing with Zach or Tori, um, but it's been lovely as it always is. So thank you very much. I don't have any podcasts or handles to plug, um, and it's very hard to follow up self care. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna try. Take care of yourselves. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Maya. It was uh, wonderful to have you on. Um, I loved Pockets, the only one with a brain cell in oh our middle. Oh my god! <laughs> I carry in my pocket. I carry the brain cell. <laughs> yeah. Pockets was wonderful, and it was it was so great having the three of you on. Thank you so much. Finally, I'm Zach. Uh, I was your ratfolk friend for this adventure. And uh, you know, you know me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ZWGarth. You can find HeartPoints at HeartPointsPod. And uh, yeah, until next week, have a very, very nice day. But like a, a very nice one. Bye.